Alright, welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of August 12th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me as always, Filter Corden. Hey, oh, and we are uh, humbly joined by a, a well hungover Drake. How's it going, man? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm doing what I can. I'm, uh, I've orchestrated this scenario so that I can record this from bed, so that's what I'm doing. I got the, the mic right here. <laughs> that's smart. And the computer hooked up with a bunch of wires. So I'm, okay. you know. I'm surviving. And then an IV drip on the side, too. And it, Yeah. He needs his fluids. So, that's funny. Um, <sighs> so, that's where we'll start. We, um... I, I, think it's, I think it's a great intro to let people know exactly what the show's gonna be like. Usually, mm-hmm. uh, I think Filter and I usually bring a, a, a lightly corralled shit show together. Yeah. And, um... Bringing in uh, someone who's hungover is that can be fun. Uh, so we'll start there. So uh, what's been going on? So here's what I need your audience to understand, and what I need you guys to understand <laughs> is mm-hmm. I am the first rock star game designer. I am <laughs> in, in the history of this industry. I, I'm I'm something brand new. Well, I, the first since uh, the Atari days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They would just blast the lines of cocaine. I, I'm, I'm the first one since the Daikatana days, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. Because that was the last time we really had this, and it's like I'm, because I'm Hollywood. I'm Hollywood as fuck. I, uh, <laughs> and but I also make video games, and we haven't had that yet, and we need that. Honestly, we need that. We need that energy in game design, and uh, so that's what I do. I mean, I, I design games, and I'm super part of that industry and everything. But I also go out on Saturday night and I get, you know, obliterated. And then I, I, I wake up Sunday morning and I, uh, I barely hang, hang in there, hang, barely hang together. Um, totally slept <laughs> through my, my day job. Um, uh, I will have no negative repercussions, I'm sure. I, I feel bad about it, but I mean, it's what happens, you know. It's just, you know, it's a side effect. You gotta of go with the fluff. Side effect of this. Um, I, uh, I mean, I didn't do anything special. I just uh, I went out and I drank a bunch, and then uh, you know I drank too much, and now now I'm here. Um, I uh, I went out with a bunch of friends I uh, friends of mine. Um, we uh, yeah we're all a group of functioning alcoholics, and uh, uh, they're they're working on a TV show, and uh, so I went out with them, and then we met up with other friends who comedians and, and all that stuff, and uh, really just being a part of of you know of this next hollywood generation um and uh you know one day we're all going to be doing great things um you know like i said my friends are like working on a tv show right now like it's gonna be on netflix and in like a year and a half uh and i can talk about that more then uh and stuff and it's like we're you know um I, i i'm i'm blessed to be a part of that to be a part of this uh new revolution that's coming through but uh, you know, in the meantime, I'm just a sick man in bed, and uh, just, I don't feel bad about yeah, just, it. Just <laughs> hoping that the liver survives long enough to be able to enjoy it with everybody. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this podcast. I'm gonna do another podcast, and then I'm gonna work on my game for you know eight to sixteen hours. So it's depending um, on when you pass out. It's uh, it is what it is. Well, you'll probably be fully back to functioning by then. To when? Yeah, this <laughs> this is kind of like good. Uh, 
like good prep for the next podcast. We're really laying right. the groundwork for them to hopefully get you up and running. Right. <laughs> I'm so hoping to awesome. coast through that one. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> all right. As so... opposed to what I'm doing right now, which is not coasting. <laughs> That's funny. So, all right, we'll we'll give him a break and we'll let Filtercord talk about what he's been up to. Yeah, um, so... Um, well, do we want to first get into exactly what uh, some of the changes possibly going forward? Yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, yeah, we're going to try to... Um, just because there, there's a lot of weeks where, like, two or three weeks in a row, we'll have the exact same content and just try to dive into it a different way. So we've been talking about Fire Emblem for, like, three months. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it's basically like, we'll we'll talk about our progress, where we've gotten some new stuff that we've encountered. Maybe if you got like a new take on something like, oh, I thought this guy was a dick. And then I had the scene that was really cool. And I found out that he's actually just like, he's acting this way to kind of hide that he's like scared and lonely and doesn't have any close friends, whatever. I, but it's like, we, we talk about it like every week. So I, we're going to try to go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I always try to do that as well without spoilers. Right, which is, that can be tough. Which is very difficult. It's hard to say, okay, you know, I'm playing the same thing, but it changed for me in this way without going, mm-hmm. okay, this is how it exactly changed for Yeah, me. you'll be like, okay, I just hit the mission with the villagers. And the other person, like, if they're like, uh, you're like, okay, never mind, forget about that. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I was meaning. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... You know, we're going to, I think we're going to do, um, we'll experiment with it a little bit, but we're probably going to silo off sort of our, like, you know, our big breakdowns of, like, here's this game I've been playing, and I'm going to discuss, like, how the game handles, like, the way that saving and loading your game works, the way that the game tracks progress, the function of the game, the, you know, we'll get into the real, like, nitty-gritty like we usually do anyways. Mm-hmm. But we're going to kind of silo that off into its own show or its own little, you know, like shorter podcast that might be every two weeks. That might be, you know, more or less frequently. <laughs> it's depending not going to be shorter. Often. Well, yeah, it'll probably be the same length. <laughs> yeah. But really the goal is like typically, I, I think really with all three of us, we're kind of not like completionists, but we dive very deep into games. So typically, we will extensively play only one game at a time, right? Yeah. Right. So having that in its own section where we can have a 45-minute conversation about the Bloody Baron and Witcher 3, I think is it's a lot easier to get that when you know that you're going into, like, okay, what are these dorks playing? Rather than, okay, asshole, I really just want to hear about you know the release of Madden 28 or whatever. You know, or like, I, like I really, I have sixty bucks right now. I want to hear about what games are coming out to spend my sixty bucks on, because if I don't spend it on this stuff right now, it's, I'm going straight to the fucking porn shop or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, um, or like people that are particularly interested in news. Basically, this was triggered by somebody who was like super interested in Fire Emblem, and we kind of saw them tweeting, and they gave us a shout out, which is definitely appreciated. And um, you know, they were kind of talking about like. I've been digging into a ton of different podcasts to hear different people's opinions about Fire Emblem because I'm super into Fire Emblem right now. And it's like, you know, luckily we were able to hit him on like the front and back end several times with like, you know, here's Fire Emblem, here's the release of Fire Emblem. We're talking about how it works. Here's us playing it. 
here's us playing it again. Um, so, you know, I was, I, I'm trying to, I was trying to look back and dig up who it was. Yeah, they, uh, they did shout us out straight over the, um, like, it, it was... They were On a screenshot, looking, or...? They were specifically looking for Fire Emblem, uh, like, podcasts, podcasts talking about Fire Emblem. Yeah, I got Why, it. Steve, uh, Stephen Keller. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. and... I mean, it was kind of cool to see, like, we had our name up there with, um, you know, several other, like, pretty well-known podcasts and podcasts, yeah. you know, personalities. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so, the, you know, that, of course, got me thinking, like, why don't we separate it so we can talk about and do, like, a deep dive? Like, we generally like to keep this to be a, like, spoiler-free zone. Mm-hmm. And doing that while trying to dive deep into a game is... Not Difficult. really, not really. Yeah, ideal. So we'll break it off. And what we hope to bring is um, two, maybe three titles that are being played uh, across, uh, like maybe a two-week period, mm-hmm. um, and dive deep into each of them for you know uh, twenty minutes to you know like half an hour or something apiece, right. um, and or, or less depending on how much is needed to be said and then of course bringing okay and i also played this this was cool not going to dive as deep into it um and you know like right now like last week you were playing uh witcher still mm-hmm. and you were playing fire emblem so the deep dive right. for you would have been fire emblem that would have exactly. been the same for me so it would have been a good back and forth but you also would have talked a little bit about where you were, what you were doing in uh, mm-hmm. Witcher, and, you know, different things that, you know, you happen to think of it. Right, um, and it's that kind of thing where, like, you know, I'm always ready to go into a fucking, you know, two-and-a-half-hour debate on what's going on in The Witcher, but, like, you know, when... The opportunities to bust that out are rare. Sure. Uh, well, to be justified in busting out, I should say. <laughs> so, you know, it's... Hopefully that's something that the this sort of you know supplementary kind of like bonus show we'll be able to cover and like you said we might be able to get into spoiler territory and just say like you know in a in a couple weeks or whatever when we've beaten um fire emblem we can be like okay we're just gonna fully discuss the weird stuff that happened with our houses because we you know you have the golden deer i have the black eagles and we're gonna talk about like okay this is how the black eagles endgame happened and i was expecting x and instead i got y whatever I've gotten there, obviously, so I can't it, spoil that even if I wanted to. It would all, and it also work good going forward as, you know, there are some light games that we plan on playing. One of them we'll talk about a bit today, Borderlands 3. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that'll be cool and it'll open up uh, a bit more conversation. So For sure. <clears throat> so, yeah, with that said, uh, so this will probably be one of the last times that we get a little more in-depth covering those just on the regular show. Um, yeah, ne- we, next... Next week we may uh, we may move forward and shoot that next show depending on scheduling we may right. uh, skip that and then just cut this section out of the show so expect a little bit shorter show here uh, but more content altogether right right so um, what I've been doing this past week of course I've still been playing Fire Emblem but I've been playing that a little bit less because as of uh, this Thursday of the last week the was that the eighth mm-hmm. um, I started playing the the first DLC for uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, which is called Eight Princes. Um, basically, uh, there's still a little bit more content, I think, to be added to the main Total War Three Kingdoms game, but they didn't want to mess with the balance too much yet. 
So they went ahead and skipped. Basically, this is, you know, after the end of the Three Kingdoms, you know, Warring States period. Um, you know, there there is a canonical winner, but either way, you know, a new Imperial China is formed with a new leader. And then this is uh, about an 80 to 100 year time hop. So it's sort of, it's not the next generation, but the generation after that. Um, and, you know, a new emperor takes over. It's basically a, a repeat, and, you know, this happens throughout history of all kinds of countries. Um, a new emperor takes over, but they're kind of, uh, either they're kind of dumb or they don't have a lot of ability or whatever the issue is, um, and they're kind of seen as illegitimate. And it's like, okay, this emperor is not capable of making their own decisions and they're being sort of controlled by someone. So the other, you know, the cousins, which are basically, you know, the eight princes are all cousins or, you know, direct siblings or, you know, an older uncle or, you know, like a, an uncle who's only a few years older than you. Um, it's kind of like weird generationally, but, um, you know, not direct imperial line, but related, uh, these eight different princes who are all like, you know what? I'm taking over this region of China now. Um, so it's basically very similar to what happened in the original game, uh, the story kind of retelling itself, but you're playing as these princes who, it's kind of interesting because you're all directly related to each other. And then you are sort of determining, like there are interesting ways where you can become an assistant to another faction and kind of lead them to win the game and that can still be considered a win condition because these princes because they're all you know cousins basically to each other mm -hmm. um you might decide like you know what i'm gonna hold the north and i'm gonna let my cousin go and take the south and then once we're together i'll give him complete rulership but i'm gonna be put as the heir or i'm gonna be a very powerful regent or something um which is interesting because in the in the Three Kingdoms game, you know, there are relatives, but they're pretty distant. You know, uh, there's not a lot of people that's like, you know, there's two or three characters that have to kill a sibling, and that's really it. Um, so in those games, you do want to if if you do not become the emperor, you have failed. Yeah. Whereas in this game, there's kind of different win conditions. Um, just like in the core game, each of the eight princes has sort of different. Uh, you know, a different tactical play style that they're going to be good at. So you as a player, if, if your only thing that you know how to do is, you know, spearmen and archer formations, you can still do that with any unit and probably be able to win if you're playing on easy. But these different characters are, you know, they'll have like, um, like I'm playing as somebody who is very, um, like their focus is on building and maintaining their uh, territory. So it's like a defensive, like uh, city-based, like infrastructure-based character. So he like wants to, you know, set up a region, you know, go conquer a couple cities, and then just leave your people, your army, stationed in the city, and it gives you like a big boost to construction. So construction projects go faster because you're basically your units become like an army corps of engineers. Um, they have higher defense when they're stationed in a city, which is always true, but, you know, it becomes especially, uh, you know, that much more powerful. And then um, you just kind of slowly, like, expand almost in, like, a spiral shape where you're just kind of conquering the people closest to you and taking their territory and then leaving somebody to defend those new cities. 
so it's uh, it's really interesting. A new play style I haven't really done. Typically, I play these really aggressive, uh, and right. then just build alliances with people on my flanks rather than like destroy them. <laughs> so um, it's it's been interesting. I haven't gotten super far into a playthrough or anything, but. Um, just kind of experimenting with some of the new units. This is a time hop, so there's like, uh, you know, crossbows have advanced in that time period. Armor is a little bit better during that time. Uh, there are new, like, uh, trebuchets and new types of catapults and things like that. So it's really uh, interesting, and I think it shows really good promise for what else they might add to the game in the future. And you can uh, typically play it the same way you had been playing the game, right? If you want. Yeah, it's the same map. Same cities, same territories. So if you like, have a... If you're uh, aggressive is what I was meaning. If you played aggressive traditionally, you can still play right. aggressive. And, yep. you know. Now, this one does have, like, um, the other leaders, since they're all directly related. Mm -hmm. uh, like, in the previous game, you could be like, um, okay, Lu Bay is really a problem to me right now, so I'm going to go ahead and declare war on his ass and I'll annihilate him in a minute. And then in this game, it's like... Well, you know, I'm going to go after Sima Yang because he's really annoying me and he has a good farm territory that I need for food production. And then all of your cousins are like, really, you're just going to straight up kill our uncle like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's they may not like him, but they're all family. So, like, when you kill someone, it has a big impact, you know? Um, it's a lot different than in these previous games where, like, you go, you go kill somebody and, like, his wife and children exist still they sometimes they'll take over the faction sometimes if you are able to wipe out the last city of the faction they basically just become nobles in your territory that just typically will mind their own business but every once in a while we'll try to rebel or whatever but like in this game it's like when you kill this guy like he's your uncle like his son is on the map <laughs> you know it's a, it's a different faction so sometimes you'll accidentally create these big like battles though like these big like drawn out wars that you weren't anticipating because you'll just kill one dude that's like you know this guy's an asshole and he keeps trying to attack my prairie and then all of a sudden like three other people are like no that was my sworn brother like he was my godfather and shit like that's unacceptable right so it's very interesting uh, the politics are definitely a little different and they're still you know like i've said before this total war game has the best politics angle of all of them where you're really having to build up these alliances and if if you can't count on this dude that is holding your, you know, western side, if he just turns on you, sometimes that can, like, end the game. If you're in the middle of, like, a two-front war and then all of a sudden this dude turns on you, um, that stuff can be, like, really devastating. So you have to keep them happy with politics. You have to um, give them really advantageous deals and shit. So um, it's, they've been continuing to build on that, which I think is really smart. It's extremely good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you'd probably... I mean, as far as the Total War, is this mm -hmm. the one you've probably put the most time into then? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I have a ton of hours in Total War Warhammer 1. Right. I don't know if I've met that yet, because that game's been out since, like, 2016. But this is certainly the best one. Um, I'm really excited to see Total War Warhammer 3, which we know is coming, for this reason, is, like, if they can introduce those politics into their main series... Um, I mean, that would be, like, nothing else is able to compete with Total War in the strategy department at that point. So, 
very interested to see where it goes. And this is a cool DLC to kind of tide people over. Because like I said, the main campaign definitely needs some more stuff. Because there's like sort of a whole dead region of China that just doesn't have anything going on in the main game. Which is really weird. Like it's just abandoned villages. So like anybody can just walk in there and claim them. So it's really odd that that exists in this game. Because it kind of breaks the balance a little bit. So uh, I'll be interested to see what they do with that. And and what do they have like roadmap wise? What do they have left DLC or is that? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know that they've fully shared it. Um, okay. They have said they're going to make several DLCs, and they always do. And it's typically when they do DLCs, it's new, uh, you know, new leaders with new abilities. Um, is it similar to what we have here? Like something, uh, you know, as. Well, this is a whole, like, standalone campaign, so that's kind of interesting. I don't expect to have too much more of this size, and I'm kind of weirded out that it was the first thing to come out, because, like, I mean, the other thing, they did, like, the Blood and Gore DLC that they always do. But um, it is kind of odd that... uh, So I'm I'm looking at their roadmap right here. Um, So they said primarily what they want to do is chapter packs, creating a new start position that reflects events in the book of Romance of the Three Kingdoms. New and familiar characters, features, and objectives. So it's like, I don't know, it's kind of odd that they drop something so big. Um, so soon. It seems like... It, yeah, it's, it was like it's been quick. like a, it's been like two... Well, it came out May 20th, I guess. May. Okay. You're, May, you're the main game it. came out. So it's been a couple months, and they dropped like an entire additional campaign. Yeah. Of a game that the main the main battles are already, you know, if you choose a character and play all the way to Emperor and you don't, like, lose early or something, that can be, like, a 20-30 hour game. So, to add eight new playable characters, and the core game art, the core game only had, like, 10 or 12 or something like that. So, to almost reproduce the game with just new heroes, you know, same map, only a couple new unit types, but still... Like, that's huge. And really quick. So. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see what else they have. For sure. And uh, what else has been going on? Um, I did get to see on opening night, I guess it was Friday night, so not quite opening night, but um, I went and saw uh, the, what, Guillermo del Toro produced uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I think was very good. Um, It definitely gave me, like... uh, if you saw the, like, Jack Black Goosebumps. Yeah. This is, like, the next step up from that level of fan service, basically. Where it's, like, it's very similar where, like, there's an overriding story. It's not, like, a series of short stories, which I think it was kind of pitched as. Which I was really into an anthology series, but that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they have, an, they have an overall story that is kind of tying these smaller pieces together of stories that you'll actually remember from, you know, in the these books, right. if you ever had right. a school library that would, if you were not at a Catholic school, right. your school yeah. library probably had these. So, yeah, like, definitely did. Um, you know, it, it's super interesting. I like the, the multiple different kind of styles of horror that they do. They do a lot of jump scares, but primarily what they're doing is really building dread, which I think there's a couple stories in particular that really... Um, build up the dread in a really good way, but uh, I think they did a great job on it. It's the actors all do really good. 
Yeah, uh, and that's that's one of the big things that I was super interested in. It had a bunch of people that you know we may not 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 have heard of yet. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, kind of pushing their way into uh, um, into the industry, and it's something that you know a, a, an older audience will remember, but it's also bringing in a younger audience as mm-hmm. this could be this could be the important thing that makes someone interested this could be the gateway horror movie yeah and i mean um there's certainly like there so the movie is rated pg-13 yeah but there are some scenes that are really horrific um specifically they do a couple like close-ups of creatures or whatever and like they're they did an extremely good job this is the full weight of like you know guillermo's kind of CG and horror uh, and practical effect background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, some of the, like that, you kind of see in the trailer the, like, dude that's doing the weird backflips and shit up a staircase. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he is extremely well done, uh, really horrifying. It looks like a real, you know, mostly real model. That's just, the CG is just to allow him to do things that a human being physically can't do. Right. But it looks like he has practical makeup for most of the like the visual effect of the creature or whatever. So um, yeah, overall really good. A um, little bit scarier than I was expecting for the way it was marketed and everything, but um, they did a really good job on it. Definitely recommend cool. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's definitely on the list to go see. Um, maybe next this next week for me. Nice. It's the guy that did the that directed the Troll Hunter movie. I don't know if I saw that. I, don't think I, I would did. not recommend that one. It's kind of <laughs> okay. a joke. Okay. Fair. Um, um, yeah. He's yeah. done some good stuff. Definitely. All right. And on my front, I haven't been doing too much else. The only thing that I've really had time to do is Fire Emblem. Um, nice. So, like, again... Um, you know, I'm not going to dive too deep into it here. Uh, we may talk about it a bit more, maybe on our first episode, depending on if we're still playing it. But, um, you know, as you progress, you it, they give you um, more opportunities for battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it finally gives you the chance to really work with your tactics, where you want people to be strategically. Um and I, I feel like I'm actually getting better at it. Um, unlike in the beginning, I just kind of felt like, okay, you know, I'm going in and I'm missing items and I'm not finishing every enemy before I get the final kill. Mm-hmm. Like, literally the last thing I did, I picked up every item on the map. Um, yeah. I finished every enemy, optional enemy, before I ended the, the fight. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, there was, like, I mean, you can kind of, with that, you can kind of tell, like, wow, I'm actually, like, I actually did something that, like, I, I made a plan, and I, I made it happen. I wasn't restricted by, you know, my characters or anything like that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was, that was really good. I was, I was pretty pleased with that, and I'm hoping it's kind of like that going forward now that I've got, I've gotten kind of used to the characters, but... Um, again, like I said, not going to dive too deep into it because we've talked about it quite a bit and we may talk about it on, um, our 
uh, I don't know if it'll be a specific the thing that we do bi-weekly. I don't know if it'll be specifically spoiler, like a spoiler cast, or if it'll mm-hmm. be, um, you know, what it'll be. Uh, and I think that's probably kind of the fun of it, just because, you know, it, it can it, it can be uh, whatever we want. And then if you guys, again, if you're that kind of person who is interested but isn't going to play it. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for you. If you're the kind of person who is currently playing it, um, and you know you're ahead of us and you have a bit of knowledge, you can join us as well. Um, so that'll be that'll be pretty awesome. So start looking. Uh, you can start looking out for that uh, on, you know, pretty much all the MGI fronts where yeah. you find our podcast currently. Cool. Um, we've already went over all of the all of the monthlies uh, for the month, so we don't have anything there. Uh, and as well, uh, no, nothing real uh, notable uh, mm. game-wise releasing. Um, I mean, is there anything even small that you can think of? I, I, um, I have nothing. No, I mean, um, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff like always coming out on, uh, you like know, Steam. on Steam, like smaller projects. And there probably are a few things that we just don't know about. But, um, yeah, definitely let us know, like, if there's anybody that is really excited about a particular game or whatever, we'll mention it next week. Um, but there's, yeah, there's really nothing I could see that was kind of calling out to us. Okay, cool. Um, so with that, we'll just move right along. Of course, as always, let us know over on, uh, over on Twitter, uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, just let us know if there is something that, you know, you specifically like hey you guys missed that and it it was pretty cool um as well uh so you know we go live and do stuff like this go ahead and tag that uh tag that follow button um as well over on facebook uh facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc so you can talk about all the stuff that we usually talk about here and more over there first with us uh kind of help it doesn't i don't know if it helps shape the show uh but it you know it, it doesn't hurt it it gives us some ideas and you know time to time it changes uh, a little bit of perspective on th- the way we look at things so we appreciate the likes comments and shares over there yeah all right so with that we'll go ahead and jump into um basically just a freebie that i wanted to throw out there um of course epic as we've been talking about has uh they've been doing their it's pretty much like every like two weeks i think mm-hmm. almost a new game right now there's a game out there I think it's called Nog. Yeah. Um, G-N-O-G. Yeah. Um, And it's a 3D puzzle game set in a tactical world of toys and secrets. Um, So you just kind of get these objects and you kind of spin them around to figure out their, like, what mystery they're holding. Um, It's kind of like a, what do you call it? Like, those, those toys have a specific name, like that you have to, like, figure out the secret. Like, it might have, like, a chamber that pops out and holds something. Oh, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like a an escape room, but a mm-hmm. for a toy. Uh, um, so you can get that one right now. And as well, um, looking to the future, uh, August uh, 15th through August 22nd, you'll be able to pick up Hyperlight Drifter and Mutant. Uh, uh it is uh, the Mutant Year Zero, Road to Eden. That's a um, good title. Yeah. These are both actually really good titles. So um, 
some pretty big gets for uh, you know that that little stretch of time there for them. So, yeah, get ready for that. That's going to be awesome. Oh yeah. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Um, yeah, go ahead. All right. So, firstly, we had a new uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield drop. Um, so it was a, it's just another general trailer. So it's not like a second direct or anything, but they were showing off a couple new mons. So uh, firstly, they show off the Smokestack uh, Galarian Weezing. So weird, by Extremely the way. Extremely good. It's 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 awesome, but it's it's definitely one of those things. You're like, I'm not sure if I like. Yeah, where are we going here, boys? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not something that you would have. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love it though. And then they have the right. Galarian form of uh, Zigzagoon and Lion. Uh, they've been made into uh, uh, it's went from a normal to a dark normal type. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Galarian, the Galarian version of Lion can actually evolve into uh, what's he called? It's like a uh, Obstagoon. It kind of oh, looks yeah, like so almost that like he's doing like a straitjacket thing. I don't really understand that. It changes from. Uh the star child from kiss straight to gene simmons the demon exactly yep uh it, it it's so weird but it i mean i don't know it's pretty cool um that they're you know continuing on like i i like that they're giving us different like in different areas they mm -hmm. m like i don't want to say mutate but they kind of mutate different like they just come out yeah it's like they've you know if you put a uh, what is the famous one like darwin's finch or whatever like mm -hmm. if you put something on an island it becomes different so like um another cool thing they're doing which this is not new but it's you know relatively rare the uh, multi forms of one pokemon yeah um or i guess modes they're calling it so they have a new one that's kind of almost like a smaller um pikachu yeah. Uh, it's like it's probably a descendant of the like same Pikachu family. It's like a little hamster guy that uses electricity. He has the electrical cheeks. Uh, called Morpico, who has two modes, which are you know like Casty form has like rain mode, snow mode, Sun. sunny mode. Yeah. Uh, this one has full belly mode and hangry mode. Fuck yeah! So when he gets hangry, he turns into like this little evil gremlin thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's it's basically a gremlin. Feeding uh yeah, feeding the Mogwai after dark. Right. So he's just uh, like completely midnight. pissed off and he becomes more powerful and everything. So I do want to look at that. He okay, so it is the in general, it is electric and dark. Mm -hmm. And that's on full belly mode. Right. Um its ability is hunger switch, and when it uses hunger switch, it has ha I guess hangry mode, which right. is uh has an aura wheel move charge uh, charges from electric to dark type. Right. So yeah, he's when he does like the he does like the hamster running wheel thing. Um, yeah. So the normal one shoots like an electric wheel, and then the hangry one shoots a dark type thing. I guess. I guess it just changes the type of move. So yeah. then they were showing off a few new um, trainers after that that you're going to be facing up against. So one is Beady uh, Wong. Hey, okay. Um, so it looks like a psychic type <laughs> trainer. And then the other one is Marnie. And Marnie actually has like this big fan base that's kind of like soccer hooligans called Team Yell. And they're the new, they're the Team Rocket for this version of the game. I don't know if the title Team Yell works for me, but I extremely <laughs> like their aesthetic. Uh, yeah. There's they like these a... like 
some gothy punk hooligans. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't know. Team Yell is very, very poor. I don't know why they. It's it's a terrible name, but it's so funny. Like the yeah. concept is really good. I just think they missed it on the name. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I yeah, I really like the I really like the concept for sure. Yeah, could have been um, Team Goon. It, yeah, it could have been Team like okay. So you know, we kind of kicked off the you know villain, I guess, with Rocket. And it's like they, uh, it seems like they've went downhill since that. Yeah, who were the other? So it was Team Rocket in the first two games, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. Let me look up a list of like, yeah. Pokemon. Uh... I mean, Team Rocket is so interesting because we grew up with it. It's also a bad name. It's still bad. Yeah, you're right. Well, I guess, but th- I mean, their whole at least they have like a saying. You know? <laughs> okay, I got all of them apparently. I mean, the, like... the teams are Team Rocket. Yeah. They're trying to build a rocket or some shit. I don't know. Um, we got Team Aqua. That was bad. Mm-hmm. We got Team Magma. Bad. <laughs> uh, team Galactic. Extremely bad. Uh, team Plasma. Pretty bad. Uh, team Flare. Bad. Team Skull. Extremely cool. <laughs> Oh yeah, Skull. Skull was the good one, yeah. Ah, Team Rainbow Rocket exists in Alola as well. That's bad. And then finally Team Yell. Bad. So there's been one good one, and they're only good because they're like weird, like, <laughs> rappers, basically. They're rappers. They're all really big M&M fans. <laughs> they're like, they have like a... They have like a... Like an old-timey... Megaphone, like not one that's like electronic in any sort of way. Oh yeah, yeah. It just has like two horns that come off of this one like mouth. It's like a bugle. Yeah. It's like a shitty bugle. And the other one just has a poster of a Marty. Poster. Yeah. They should have been called like Team Stan because they stand Marty no matter what. Uh, it's very weird. Team but I, again, like I'm saying, I like their um, aesthetic and everything. I just think that the name is bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's pretty much all we got out of the new trailers. You know, a couple new people. Um, the kind of, like, introduction of, okay, hey, there are that Alolan-style Pokemon here as well. You know, something that's, like, region-specific. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, I guess, our weird 80s rocker... Villains in Team Yell. Yeah. Good times. Very odd. I, I, yeah. I really don't understand where they were. And also, like, so I, apparently their Team Yell's whole thing is that they're just huge fans of Marnie and they want her to become the new champion or whatever. So, like, they're not even an evil organization. Yeah. Like, they're just kind of, they're sort of cheating, I guess, because apparently they will mess with you in gym battles against Marnie. <clears throat> but, okay. like... So, like, Team Rocket was out here, like, fucking killing people. <laughs> <laughs> they were, weren't they cutting off, like, Slowpoke's tails? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, doing some fucking They were, stuff. like, kidnapping people's, like, childhood friends and shit. Yeah. And Team Yell is, like, in the crowd, like, You suck! <laughs> Nerd! Villainy has really changed in the last 20 years. <laughs> has it? Has it? I guess a little bit. Yeah, very odd. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
the next one was uh, yeah, this is something that you threw up here. Um, yeah, so um, there were some weird like news stories going around about um, Annapurna Pictures, which is the owner of obviously Annapurna Interactive, which has put out stuff like Outer Wilds, Florence, What Remains of Edith Finch, a couple other smaller mm-hmm. things. Um, so Annapurna Pictures was basically going through a like financial restructuring. Um, they've had a couple rough uh, films that didn't do very good. Um, they had to drop a couple projects because they couldn't afford to, to carry on uh, funding. Um, and we we typically don't just, just don't hear about this. So what actually came out was um, uh, the owner of Annapurna Pictures said, uh, restructuring deals with financial institutions are not uncommon, but the process usually does not have a spotlight on it. Um, unfortunately, people like to write about me and my family. Uh, I believe by my family, she means the company. Um, that said, it is of tremendous importance to me that we all are, you know, that we are as committed as ever to this company and are in full support of our future. Regardless of whatever comes out in the press, the truth is that we're still continuing on our path towards success. There will always be speculation, misinformation, and personal jabs. That's part of the business. but. Know that none of that matters to me. What matters to me is your sense of security and protecting the special community and culture at Annapurna. I believe in what we make, and I have no intention of stopping anytime soon. And Annapurna Interactive said, um, we're not going anywhere to one fan, and then the, uh, saying we good on just an open tweet. So they're going to be all right. All right, cool. But uh, kind of, there was definitely a couple days of like weird, like, uh, this studio may not have a funder anymore, which actually just happened to a journalistic. Um, I don't know exactly what it was because it was not something I follow, but like an online magazine, basically, uh, you know, journalistic thing, mm. um, media company, I should say. Um, they like all of a sudden their primary funder just left and they were like, well, we can't make money with what we have left and we don't make enough in ad revenue. So I guess we're done. Everybody's fired. I'm so out. that's pretty brutal. Yeah. All right. Um, so then we'll jump into probably one of the biggest video game stories for the week. Um, yeah, probably most impactful, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's actually something that's not huge. Uh, like in my mind, I'm like, this isn't massive. Uh, but you know, Walmart was to remove uh, violent video game signage. Um, from their stores um well it goes even further than that uh it depends so all of walmart as a company was giving a demand to take down um violent video game signage so violent advertisements they had to Mm -hmm. alter uh they were taking away any demos for stuff like call of duty or anything like that um some stores depending on who the store manager was or who the region manager was actually removed the violent video games themselves as well. So you see the shelf of, like, Madden and fucking Stardew Valley, and that's it. Dude, this is such trash. I'm so upset that they're placating to the last... I'm extremely over this shit. Because it comes up, like, every fucking time that it's, like... So, uh, this is going to be significantly less political than I usually am, because this one has... This is not opinion, it's fact. Video games do not cause violence. They can cause people who are already violent to lose the sensitivity, right? Sure. But it's like, I mean, the fucking, um, 
the uh, Columbine shooters, people were trying to blame Marilyn Manson. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's fucking unrelated. Like, you know, if it's it, every time it's like, uh, you know, the media finds out that somebody played uh, the original Madden on their NES. And it's like, ah, the violent video game length. And they played it like 30 years ago. I mean, it, it is it is very weird that, um, you know, this, of course, spawns from what happened in the Walmart in El Paso. So it is right. directly affecting Walmart itself. Walmart itself. It's not right. like something on the outside. Right. Um, so I, I think that has more to do with it rather than, you know, the, um, you know, the things that happened in Dayton. But I do find it weird that they're like, okay, you know, th- you know, this, this causes violence. But then what, what was it? It was, um, it was in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. There was mm-hmm. that shooting at the Madden tournament. The kid yeah. lost, got mad, turned around, got a gun, came back and just started shooting at people. Right. Like, um, and we have some more, like, unfortunately, we're starting a news block on this one, which is, let's see, one, two, three stories in a row of, like, hateful commentary and, like, threats of violence and shit. So yeah. it's like, you know, it, it really is like, okay, dude, so let's say that violent video games cause people to become mass shooters, which we already we know that's false. But even if it did, how do you become a mass shooter if you don't have an assault rifle? Yeah, and Walmart's still selling the guns, so like. And Walmart still sells guns that you don't have to get background checked for. I mean, Walmart doesn't sell like handguns, right? They sell hunting rifles, hunting shotguns, rifles. stuff that you don't need a license for. Yeah, the things that are in the category of this can be used for um, hunting, like, protection, protection from land, protection of land and hunting. Yeah. Right. So you know, if you have like, uh, like like a woodchuck or a groundhog that's a nuisance or, you can go blow it away yeah you can go you can go blast it away right so um, i mean to be fair it's not like they're selling fucking machine guns and rocket launchers and shit right but still it's like okay dude if i get shot i'm not gonna be you know if i get shot by a smith and wesson gun don't you think i have something against smith and wesson more than i do against fucking you know fox because they made a shooting movie once like it's so bizarre. Yeah, no, this, it, you is, know, this is complete trash. And not naming names, but, like, if any politician who's blaming video games at this point is a punk. Like, I'll blame yeah. names. I'll name names. Okay. Right here. Name Fucking names. Rand Paul, come to my house and I'll beat your ass just like your Dennis neighbor did, bitch. <laughs> I'll crunch those ribs like you've never even fucking believed. But like I'm not. I don't. I don't know if Rand Paul blamed video games. Just to say, I just like to make fun of that. But like I'm not taking any politician seriously who's blaming video games at this point. Like this is. Well, I mean, yeah, it it happens all the time, and I mean, you know, there's a reason not to name names. Is that basically every dumbass politician has said this shit at this point? That's like Joe Biden's like I'm exploring a way to reduce uh, violent media consumption. It's like, dude, maybe if we didn't have a fucking machine gun on every fucking street corner, we wouldn't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, well, Joe Biden's problematic in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> He's 700 years old. <laughs> he hasn't read a newspaper since 1926. Like, who fucks newspapers? Exciting. There is something exciting about someone dying in office, though. That'd be cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm more concerned, like, I'd be like fine for tragically. him. Not, well, like, you know... Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, that is... Uh, yeah, we have to be careful on this one. I could feel my FBI handler like just twitching on the fucking 
No, but I mean, there's there's no some fans. there's some people, uh, you know, some newer politicians and stuff. Again, I don't want to name names because yeah. I don't want to get super political. But like, you know, there's there's some newer people who are like clearly like, no, video games have nothing to do with this, yeah, and they're yeah. like, they get it, you know. Yes, and it's. It, I mean, not only that, but it's like for somebody to say, like, people are picking up fans because they're like, no, dude, it's not the video games. Come on. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that. Again, that's one of the things where it's like, you know, um, this brave soldier didn't shoot this dude in the face. Like, yeah, he's not supposed to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for it's not a good news story for a politician to say something that's true. Yeah. It's yeah. nothing. You know, it shouldn't exist. Like, it, the thing that gets me is that, again, this is a, a sort of like a media thing that apparently just doesn't make money or some, I don't know, it's, it's lawsuit bait or something. But it's like, just straight up say politician lies says video games cause violence because there yeah. there is no debate i mean it's been proven that it's not true i mean the I media mean, in general has a problem with how to report on things like they don't call people liars, liars and yeah. they don't yeah you know like i, I mean yeah yeah the, like as soon as they see it they're like okay how can we like someone has to be to blame for this and that's usually like i, I yeah. feel like that's always been the first thought like ever since like Ever since something like Columbine that was, you know, right. pretty big when I was younger, it's a, even now you see it immediately. Like, okay, well, if they didn't play or do this or listen to this or watch this, you know, this person would have been different. Right. And it's like, you know, it, it's if, – if you have an individual who, if they one time see a muzzle flash on a screen, that that makes them into a psychotic killer – they had a different issue, you know. I mean, I mean I, it's I will, it's I mean, just very frustrating. Mostly... What? Sorry. Yeah, it's, go ahead. it's very. Frustrating. No, go ahead. go ahead. Okay, because like it's like for the opioid crisis, right? It's like someone ODs on oxycotton, and we're like, oh, it's it's the oxycotton. That's like the thing that did it. And then it's right. like guns. It's like a fucking mystery, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is the only thing where it's like, ah, fuck. Well, like. We just can't get to the bottom of this. It must be all these other things. It's like no, it's it's the thing that did it. Like, it's yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's there is debate around like, okay, so marijuana is a Schedule One drug. It's mm. in the same category as crystal meth, yeah. right? Wild. And it's like, so has there ever been a car accident caused by somebody that was high on marijuana? Yeah, probably. Sure. Like, I would I would go so far as to say a hundred percent yes. Yeah. But it's like, dude, like, the the penalty to that is you have to have, uh, you know, you have to have a license to even be allowed to have marijuana on you. In some states, it's like, okay, you can have an amount, but it can't be enough that we think that you're distributing. Mm-hmm. And it also, like, you better well, not have been doing DUI. anything else at the time. And I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's, it can, it's categorized under a DWI. It's... You know, you have to be licensed to have a car. So hopefully you got training when you were learning how to drive that said, hey, don't use a substance that alters your brain. You're not supposed to drive when you take aspirin and shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, dude, the difference is this shit's all heavily regulated. Mm-hmm. You know? And I understand that there are regulations in place for guns. You know, there are serial numbers that are supposed to be filed so that we know that who, not necessarily like Jim johnson has 17 guns and these are the different guns but it should be tracked jim johnson sorry about that it should be tracked and it's it's currently we have current laws that say it should be tracked in some way 
but over and over again. And it, it's interesting that this is a media thing too, that they'll call out a lot of times, well, you know, the, the gun was purchased legally. And it's like, that portrays a problem, dude. That's not a win. It's yeah. not like, oh, well, don't worry, it was legal. And it's like, <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Like, if you, you know, if I use my car to run people over, my car has become an illegal weapon. It doesn't matter that I had a license to drive. It doesn't matter that my car was registered. Right. I mean, we can turn this into a political podcast real quick, and I can go on for hours and hours and hours, but I don't know if that's what your people, what the people came here for. I don't believe so. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I haven't gotten death threats yet, so we'll move on to the next fucking news story of people who have. But ultimately, like, Walmart, it's like M-rated games require you to be 17 or older to buy. Right. Like, I, I I don't know what to tell you. Like, we used to have people come into GameStop all the time. These like, I, I don't particularly want to call people out because I understand that you know people have a life going on. But these lazy parents that are like, yeah, he wants Grand Theft Auto, we'll just buy it. They're like a <laughs> five year old, and it's like, I'm like, you know, I I started becoming a dick about it, and I actually got like oh, oh yeah. between me and a couple other people. I think you were one, and specifically this one person at another store that I didn't know. But people would like call parents out and be like with a whole line of people be like, this game includes sexual themes. Are you sure you want to buy that for your six year old? <laughs> and like, we actually had a mandate from the district's manager come down and say we weren't supposed to do that because we were like bullying customers. <laughs> but they couldn't but prove it because. Yeah, yeah, good luck finding a recording. Their fucking yeah. cameras don't work. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> but it's like, it's so weird that it's like, it's like, dude, it's right there. It's like, and also if you think that your child, your kid that you raised, theoretically, if you think that they are so... Theoretically. Like, I mean, you know, it could be raised by grandparents or something, I don't know. Totally. But it's like, do you do you really think that, like, if... if At the same time, you're saying, hey, I, I'm just going to buy this for my eight-year-old kid, and then you turn around and say, well, that's why he's a mass shooter. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have fucking gave it to him. I, in that case, I'm going to hold you responsible as the parent. So we got three people going to jail instead of just one now, because you're a fucking accomplice. I mean, the, yeah. the sketchy, the sketchiest it, yeah. ones over there. I always found it to be the the parent or the kid who the parent would just be waiting at the register, and the kid would come up and hand the case to the parent, and mm-hmm. then and then we would be like, okay, well, this has like gross sexual. Uh, like ex- like exploitation and blah 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 like drug reference and gang right. violence and are you sure you want to buy this for the kid and they would look down at the kid and the kid would turn away mm. and it'd be like have you ever played one of these before and the kid just won't respond to you those Very are weird. the sketchy ones they're just yeah. like don't buy that for your fucking kid there's yeah, plenty dude, of like, other cool things out there okay yet again may I say that like Animal Crossing Stardew Valley I mean, honestly, some of the best games ever made. Yeah. Like, my total playtime in Animal Crossing for the GameCube exceeded my playtime for, like, Super Smash Brothers, which is not even particularly violent. Like, goddammit, get him, po- get him Pokemon. Yeah. What? I mean... I mean, PETA's not a big fan of Pokemon, but fuck him. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's that part of the joy of a good playing. life lesson anyway. <laughs> right, it's, it is very weird that it's like... You know, it's it's not even something like it's not even like a, a myth or it's not even like a tall tale. Like sometimes people will be like, "Oh, well, you know, I never let my kid eat before they go swimming. You know, I make them wait thirty minutes or whatever." It's like you know, it's not really true. But 
like at least there's grounds to believe that because you might well you know maybe it's like obsessed their digestion their body's doing some things maybe they won't be able to swim or it might be easier to throw up or something it's like there's nothing there's zero correlation there's nothing and it's been disproven so publicly so many times because every time something happens it comes back up dude what kind of fucking video games do you think al-qaeda was playing when they flew a plane into a tower you know what i mean like people people know the difference microsoft fight slamming other obviously you need to ban microsoft <laughs> like the the extent that people will go like you said drake the extent that people will go to say oh the cause that caused someone to i mean there were several knife attacks lately the thing that caused people to use this knife to kill someone was that time in third grade when Bill Nye said death is a natural part of life. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, no, no it's dude, it's because he wanted to kill somebody and he had a knife. It's the thing that it is. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> just, and it's like, to it's, say the thing. It's, it's Occam's razor. The most obvious reason is the most likely reason. Yeah. That's why it's the most obvious. You know? but, it's like, okay, yeah. well, you know, there's, there's things we can do. And it's like, especially with a lot of these kids, with uh, the kid in Dayton, with the kid in Parkland in Florida, there were a ton of warning signs and people pointed out the warning signs that in Dayton specifically, people were like, this guy had a kill list in high school with people's full names written down. He had a rape list and it was reported to police and he got a fucking two day in school suspension. That is unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, it's crazy. Not to say that we don't have a system that adequately takes care of. We, we don't have a good juvenile detention system. It's horrible. In fact, typically we make them into gang members and murderers in the juvenile detention, right? Right. And also they're uneducated at that point. And then also, you know, we have a system that, um, you know, it, we do not have a good, like, foster system. So, you know, taking somebody away from their parents typically doesn't help. We do not have a good mental health system. So most of these are not driven by mental health, but some of them are. And we do not have a way to deal with that. So it's it's not like we actually have a solution ready, but the problem is obvious. You know, it's like people are committing gun crimes. Every other country is able to solve these problems. It's I, I, the idea that America is some unique and I should say United States of America is some unique position in the world that's like, oh no, our people are so totally fucking stupid and incapable of critical thought and they're so fucking lazy that we can't do this thing that works in 197 of the other countries in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's really odd and it's not exceptionalism. It's never like, well, you know, people in the UK get free healthcare and it's just covered in normal taxes and the government pays for it. And typically they all have good reviews of it and their, their negatives are a lot of people use this great service so it kind of can have delays. But our fucking people are so unhealthy and so stupid and they're so lazy that we can't afford it. It's like, dude. Yeah, and I, it's I think so weird. in general, like this country has an issue with trying to treat symptoms and not uh, like the root of the problem. Right, um, I think you're right about that too. And, our, and that's, uh, yeah. yeah. And so, it's like, part of our medical system. It's part of our political system. And so, like, if you just if you get back to the root of the problem each time, and you try and address like the actual causes, like you'd be in a lot better space. And I mean, this is just one of those things where it's like people are trying to like go at every other different kind of uh, solution, except for like addressing the root of the problem. Like, 
there are video games all across the world. Every country has them. Uh, not every country has a mass shooter problem, and so it's, well, you may recall that one politician said Japan has Japan. no mass shootings because there's no video games there. Right, right. Wait, you know the place where we said that? Fucking, oh, yeah, that yeah. was actual words. It was a senator or maybe a state senator, not like a senator for um, like federally, but I think a state senator said that. That might it's be like the dumbest thing. My good dipshit. Like, yeah. I don't understand how you can have a functioning brain and say that. Like, the one thing that most average people know about Japan is that they have child porn anime and that they have video games. Those are the two fucking things. Like, and I don't know, like, looking at it just, like, from the outside, like, taking that stupid shit brain comment out of the equation, just looking at the two, like, it it is weird. Well, I, I don't know where... Like, I don't know how to look at this and determine where the problem is, mm-hmm. but in America, our first reaction is, okay, we're going to kill others. And in right. Japan, it's like their first action is, I'm just going to go kill myself. And uh, Yeah, that's sort of a cultural thing, especially when you talk about Asian countries. Right, right. Um, and not, not every Asian country, but, you know, they're mostly, all of them have been very heavily influenced by Japan and China, which are the two superpowers, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, South Korea to an extent, but, you know, the countries had some weird shit going on in the past obviously but um you know it's it's like you know it, they have root problem solutions so like in japan you know they have a really weird like perv problem like people like groping girls on buses and shit and one of the ways they've dealt with that is to increase the amount of skin covered on school uniforms right so like okay if we're showing off less goods maybe people will be less tempted to touch or whatever which that hasn't proven to work because that's not what the root issue is but they attempted something and then it didn't work so they i don't know that they reversed course but they were like well what's what else can we do to solve this like chop off dude's hands i don't know you know what can really (laughs) solve it is just everyone that rides the bus has to be dressed like a schoolgirl. Well, if you like, just so I mean, you don't know, you know, it's a it's a culture where people typically don't like see something, say something, you know. Yeah. So like, they're working on that, and that's had good results. And it's like, dude, I mean, all of this stuff, all these solutions, all these different problems that occur in the world, they're not unique to your fucking dipshit town. Everywhere I've ever lived in my life, I say this town has the worst drivers ever. Yeah. You know how you notice that because you're fucking driving there and you see it, like. Yeah. These are not unique problems. The shit happens everywhere in the world. So Wait, when do you do? Do you think the drivers where you live now are worse than the Florida drivers? Oh no, Orlando drivers <laughs> is on another fucking level, <laughs> yeah. right? It makes New Jersey look like fucking a one-lane little farm road each way with two cars a month. Like, yeah. but they're, they're garbage. Um, you know, there's there's extenuating circumstances. There's a lot of tourists, uh, whatever. But like, these problems are solved in the world. You know. Like, there's a big issue with, like, there's a lot of debate in my town here about bike lanes and shit, which is, like, who has fucking time to complain about this stupid shit? But um, they're like, well, bikers, you know, the people that are riding their bikes are like, these dumbasses almost kill me every single day. And the people that are driving are like, it's inconvenient that I have to not run over a biker. And it's like, my good dipshit, like, this is solved in every European country. I don't know what to tell you. Just fucking look at what they did and do it. It's already solved. This does not require brain power. Like when I'm at work, if I have to fill out a form, I have never filled out a form from scratch. 
I go grab another form that somebody else did because this place has been running for fucking 40 years. Like, I don't have to reinvent the fucking wheel every time I need to push a hole, uh, something down the hall. You know what I mean? Right. I don't, I don't go, like, custom create my own parchment off of goat hide. <laughs> I just fucking print it to the printer. Like, it's really not that difficult. All this shit has been solved. And that's why, like, people get more and more exasperated. And, like, people will, you know, I, I honestly don't think our political system is going to change or be fixed or improve in any way anytime soon. But eventually people are going to get so fed up that I think something bad will happen. Like if you just outright, were like, and we talked about this last week, if you just outright say, Hey, I'm a, you know, what's a realistic uh, future. I'm Chelsea Clinton, president Chelsea Clinton. And I'm going to confiscate everybody's guns manually. I'm going to walk into your house and take your guns. That's not going to end well. Right. (laughs) right. This shit's not going to happen. Like, uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a concept. It's something you could do. It would potentially have some positive effect, but uh, that would be very bad. <laughs> There'd be a lot of dead people. There'd be a lot of U.S. military told to shoot civilians. You know what I mean? Like, that's not good. So, like, right. in the meantime, we could be implementing these certain things. Like, okay, seriously, what the fuck do you need a gun that has this type of capacity? I don't really care what your rights are. You know what I mean? Like, what is the right of me to walk into a fucking Walmart and buy craft singles? And not die, you know. And in the same time, people are not killed in these mass numbers with handguns. I don't really have the fucking beef with handguns, right? Mm-hmm. And statistically, handguns kill way more people than assault rifles. I mean, handguns are used in almost every gang-related shooting. Most, you know, robbery-related shootings include handguns. Um, accidental discharges are almost all handguns. Suicide is almost all handguns, right? But there's a big fucking difference. Like when people are complaining about these knife attacks and they're like, see, that proves that it has nothing to do with guns. My dude, knife attack is two people in 30 minutes. Dayton got 14 in 30 seconds. Like there's a difference, you know, it's bad either way. And I agree with you that there is an underlying problem. That's not just, you know, just because I can buy an assault rifle doesn't mean I want to go kill 70 people. Right. You know, 30 to 50 feral hogs. However, we can start putting a couple band-aids before we go in and do the brain surgery, right? Like, I don't know, dude, this this shit just doesn't seem complicated. And it's, you know, 90% of people, of voters in the US, it doesn't mean they go vote, but they're registered, right? Right. 90% favor universal background checks. What is the fucking problem? What do you think that 10% of fucking uh, you know, just Ted Cruz is going to be able to hold back ninety <laughs> percent of what everybody wants to do. I mean, most, it's not yeah, going to happen. Most registered voters uh, support, like, just you know, common sense gun regulation. Gun regulation. I mean, the problem is the lobbying groups. Um, well, everybody like. It, it, I mean, lobbying groups are a big problem, but I can tell you, ordinary people, they see this fucking slippery slope argument and everything that happens, and I'm like, dude, it's the law. You can write it however you want. Yeah. You can write that this particularly does not single out X, Y, Z. And that's fine. I'll take any win I can get at this point, right? Because I don't know if I'm going to fucking die when I go to the mall that, you know, is almost barren and doesn't have a Sears anymore. You yeah, know the mall's mean? dead anyway. I don't know you if don't I'm going to bring fucking... Gun. Well, I do. I, luckily, I feel safe at work because we have fucking armed guards everywhere. 
but it's like i don't want to live in that either like that's another that's the other thing that like some pundits pundits like like to bring up a lot they're like oh well we should just have armed guards everywhere it's like i don't want to live a fucking yeah every teacher should have a fucking block yeah i don't want to fucking 1911 in every classroom it's like (laughs) dude i don't want i had i had some pretty sketchy fucking teachers exactly wouldn't like any like and a lot of them were old and they would be shaken you know what I mean? Trying yeah. to just hold up the lightest hand. If a kid does the fucking Fortnite <laughs> dance in class, they start spraying bullets. <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> Carlton, I'm going to go ahead and throw that up as warranted. Well, yeah, actually, I don't. I felt I felt attacked. But it's like you know, this shit is just so weird. It, it's it's um. All right, let's move on to some of these other ones. Just yeah, to, let's like, move on to some here. other hate. So <laughs> it, this is all has a, a universal thread underneath it. Last week, developers at the two-person studio uh, creating the game Ooblets, uh, have uh, they said that they are moving the game to Epic's Game Store exclusive for a temporary period, so probably six months to a year, right? Right, right. Um, I don't know if that's been particularly said. But... Um, you know, they had this this Steam listing up, but it was never purchasable. Nobody ever got a Steam key. You'd never. It is impossible to have spent money on Steam right now for this game. Yeah. So they made a they made a post. Apparently, um, there's sort of differing opinion on this, but like their fan base is kind of like a small, dedicated group. So they, particularly on Discord, is where they said they initially released, or like on their site. Um, uh, like blog or whatever, um, you know, they said we usually take kind of, yeah, it was on their blog post. So it's on their website. And they said, you know, we usually take kind of a jokey, um, you know, sort of like not condescending, but like kind of like fakely rude, I guess. Um, so they have things in it. Like, um, so they make a joke about communism. So, um, an Epic, Here's what the folks at Epic are doing. First, they teach every kid in the world these obnoxious dances, and then they offer funding to game developers in exchange for PC exclusivity. This is exactly what Marx was talking about. <laughs> so, like, obviously, these guys are being jokey, and they're kind of even making fun of Epic. And they were like, okay, we're doing this strictly because we need the money for the funding. Um, and people particularly got mad at this bullet point what it means for us and they talk about it and then they say what it means for you you'll have to install the epic game store if you want to play it on pc i know that's asking a lot but i believe in you and your ability to download a free thing and create a user account if you haven't done already which i know you have for fortnite (laughs) and people are like these guys are condescending they're making fun of their fans these guys got death threats these guys got anti-semitic threats because one of them is jewish or something i don't know um like these it's they got harassed in such a coordinated way that it's like it's it's shocking i mean how many okay so uh metro exodus switched from steam to whatever this is a huge game company right thq nordic publishing originally deep silver um you know they the difference for them is like, okay, we make a 30% profit on this game or we make a 32% profit on this game, right? Certainly they get something and they get they get a higher cut of every sale, blah, blah, blah. But that's a huge multinational company. This is two people that just lost their funding within the last few months when originally Double Fine was going to publish this game uh, with Double Fine being acquired by Microsoft. 
uh, I don't know the details, but you know, Microsoft either said they were going to continue that deal or we're going to offer them a new deal or whatever. And they said, you know, we would rather just keep it indie. So two person team working on a game, two people, husband and wife, a hundred percent of their income, right? Mm-hmm. Switches over to something that not only pays them a little bit of money up front, but is also going to pay them more of their own money that they made with their own product. Um, yeah, it, makes sense. it's not even and, close. Like it's, um, and it's, people are claiming shit like a quote, condescending and disgusting. Um, you know, it's it's uh, people were putting up doctored screenshots that were saying shit like. This dude who is Jewish, um, sorry, I'm trying to confirm if it was the, uh, yeah, Ben Wasser and Rebecca accordingly. So Ben Wasser is of Jewish descent. Uh, a tweet that said, gamers should go to gas chambers. Jesus. And everybody was like, oh, he meant that. That was real. He's actually trying to lead a pogrom against gamers. And it's like, dude, if you see that on any Twitter profile except for mine, it's fake. I mean it. Because when people fucking react like this, it's like, dude, not only do I think that you should not be allowed to play any video games because clearly you can't handle it, but you need to be fucking institutionalized against your will. <laughs> I mean, like, you're th- a threat to society. This is very frustrating because they, they fucking said the truth. Like, they just spoke truth to you. Like, 100%, dude. This fucking I mean, crucible. Imagine. Download some a free fucking launcher i don't understand this shit and i do wonder there are real problems with epic right we've talked about this a little bit before and i was a lot more um i guess blase about it with like oh yeah it's a fucking free launcher just go down i don't give a shit but like there are real problems there's privacy concerns this is yet another company that has a chance of leaking your social security and credit card information right but and i've had problems with epic i i had somebody uh, hack my account and charge, you know, $200 Fortnite founders bundle or whatever <laughs> to my card. And Epic never resolved my issue. I never got an email. My ticket was never closed. Right. I had PayPal reverse the charge because that's what I have attached. Cause I'm not an idiot and PayPal will reverse anything. Right? <laughs> it's like Amazon. Like if you tell them, Hey, I have this issue. They just send you a fucking gift card. They don't, they don't care. Right. right? They, they have too much money to care. There's too much business to give a shit. So it's like, um, you know, it's so, you know, PayPal resolved it in two, or I guess it was like five days because they give the people you're doing a chargeback from a three day response period. And Epic never replied to PayPal, one of the largest pay distributors in the world, right? Um, they never responded to me, a customer who's had an account for, you know, eight years or whatever it was way before Fortnite came out. Um, me, a customer who's had multiple support tickets open and closed with no issue in the past. So it's like, you know, they, I, I agree with you that Epic is sort of anti-consumer and they're, they don't do a lot of good things for their customers or whatever. But at the same time, they do do some really good stuff for their customers. They're handing out free games like fucking candy. They do do good stuff for developers. They give them more of their own money and they pay money for exclusivity. I don't know what that money is. It's fucking 20 bucks. I have no idea. A fucking gift card to Red Lobster for a dinner out for two. I have no clue of what they give people. But the point is, as a game developer that is in a business, that this is your income. You got to make some fucking decisions sometimes. Yeah. And, you know? like, and they didn't they didn't let you buy the game on Steam and then pull it the day before. You know, Anno got yelled at for that. Um, 
the, uh, the Ubisoft game got roasted because the pre-orders had been available on Steam for a long time, XYZ. And then like two weeks before it came out, they said, oh, we are going to launch exclusively on the Epic Store. So if you didn't already pre-order it as of right now, you cannot buy it on Steam. So it's like, I, there are real things to be mad about, dude. But it is not a tiny indie with two people that really should be releasing their game on itch.io. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and like, this is not an insignificant number. Like, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm not in any condition to recall exact figures right now. So I don't mm. remember exactly what the percentage that most uh, storefronts take as opposed to Epic. But like, oh, it's, it's like not, 30%. 30 to 12, right? That's it? Something like that. Yeah. It's not an insignificant difference. Like, mm. Epic is very pro developer. Like, they are, I, I don't necessarily know. Epic are developers. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, the difference is that Epic makes games. Name a yeah. game that Steam has made in the last 10 years. It's fucking nothing. It's right. fucking put out Half Life 3 already. God damn it. Um, Dota Underlords, which is based off of mod work that somebody else did. Dude, I want, I want Epic to go and buy the rights to Half-Life and then just that's what I want (laughs) yeah make it an Epic Store exclusive Half-Life 3 is Epic Store exclusive (laughs) everyone on Earth dies instantly (laughs) (laughs) but But it's so uh, weird it's so bizarre that to get to get so worked up over something like dude do you understand that I have been hating EA Origin for like 20 years longer than people have been complaining about Epic Game Store (laughs) right I do not like playing The Sims off of EA's dumbass store. It sucks. Their store's garbage. It does not have good deals. They never discount their shit like Disney. You know what I mean? And it's like, meanwhile, like, there's a reason that Steam is this big popular thing. I mean, they do good stuff. They've, they run really good. They're extremely pro-consumer, right? But the consumer is not the only person in this arithmetic. Developers got to make money and it's getting harder and harder. So it's like, dude, it's, it's one fucking game. And if every single game that you like is on Epic, that means the developers that you like, like Epic. So maybe you should change your fucking dumb opinion. It's it's you know? such trash. Right. I, I cannot, I can't even... And there's it, a hurt, big... it hurts my head to even think about it. Like, Yeah, think about that. If the biggest fucking problem in your life is that some game is coming to an app that you don't like as much as your other game app. Like, it's a free launcher. I but just, I don't know what to fucking tell you, It's dude. a free fucking right. launcher. Right. I, 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 I mean, wish I could live in a world where that was a problem to me. And they're doing, they're doing good things. You know what yeah. I mean? It, you may not like it. I mean, there's a lot of shit that I don't like that's fine. Like, yeah, even you know? if you don't like it. Even if, okay, you don't I have don't to. prefer things over here. Right. They're still giving you free stuff that you can just have over there. Yeah. Like, how is that impacting anything else? There's a lot of... There's a lot of indie games that I have on Steam due to Steam sales and Humble Bundles and things like that that I would have preferred to get on console, but that is a $15 a pop difference that I'm not willing to take. Right. You know? So I'll go fucking play it on Steam someday, or more likely I'll just never play it. But that's fine. (laughs) So, I mean, the worst thing that should go through your mind is, okay, I was kind of interested in it, but if it's not going to be free over there, I'm not going to play it. That's fine. Move along. We're yeah. done. That's 100% fine. And I'm not even saying, like, nobody owes this two-person studio to go buy their game. Right. Right? It's, like, it's simply their... I mean, I don't even know that... Did they ever 100% confirm that it was coming to anything? I don't know. 
It no, was never available on Steam. It, it was but, a wish list item. But yeah. Steam puts up wish list items for games that never come out ever. So even if they did, anything. it's still coming to fucking PC. Like I just like yeah. I can't feel sorry for anyone in this scenario. Like it, it it's probably to PC. has to play through Steam anyways, <laughs> like some of these other games do. I mean, even that, like even oh. if you're like, oh, I'm not gonna play it. It's like, oh, cool. I guess I'll just pick up Stardew Valley right now. Right. Wait for Animal Crossing. Yep. Yeah, it's like the platform did not change. The, the fucking yeah. the way you open the game changed. I don't know why you care about how you launch the game. You know, and, and every the, single game used to have its own launcher. Yeah, let's right. go back to that. And fucking get rid you of had to upload fronts. your fucking credit card information into every single game you played if you ever wanted to buy anything. You had to upload. It had to know your fucking IP address. It had to know where you lived. It was asking for fucking time zones and shit. Your mom had to come in and sign in for you to be able to play the shooting scene. You like had to send a photo. I mean, you holding yeah. today's newspaper. Right with a picture of your butthole in it. Like I don't <laughs> understand. Like it, like let's get back to that. Just, it's just the such a bottle of the newspaper. <laughs> well, let's, the let's, individual launchers. Hash, yeah, hashtag get rid of all launchers. Hashtag yeah. fucking end all launchers. The developer makes 90% and they just have to pay for web hosting or whatever rather than <laughs> 15 or 20 or 30 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very weird. And then we'll carry that on with another one that, again, I could just never understand somebody being such a fucking dipshit. Right. Uh, 40-year-old... Uh, I assume man, yep, 40-year-old man arrested for threatening Square Enix with a repeat of the Kyoto animation fire that killed fucking 40 people. I'm done. That's cute. I'm done. Um, So police in Tokyo arrested this 40-year-old man who works in the delivery industry for allegedly sending a threat and creating forcible obstruction to business to Square Enix. He sent this threatening message on the 23rd of July based on the company's website inquiry form. That's a weird way to send a death threat. Yeah. I would just tweet it at him, but whatever. Um, he admitted to police that he was angry after losing a game. He needs to be euthanized. This is somebody that is not safe in society, dude. Yeah, I mean, it... It, it, it well, should in my be case, definitely, like, he should be removed from that. Having access to that. you know. He I mean? should remove having access to breathing, in my opinion. Like, he, you could still be some sort of, like, functioning member of society. I don't know. I but mean, what happens you when... You need to remove the things that, that trigger that. Uh, I mean, what what's equivalent know, that, to losing a game? He can never be in yeah, any kind of any lottery-type situation. He can't go physically to a anything store. Anything competitive. I mean, if somebody's order comes out before his at Chili's, we're going to have 19 dead waitresses on our hands. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like... This, that, that is completely antisocial. And he, the fact that you would say that to police, that when you respond to police, you would say, well, you know, it's because I was angry after I lost the game. I mean, and to, that, to think that, that you had any defense whatsoever. That's a, uh, you know, that, that's like, a co- like, I feel like that's pretty common that people get mad. But taking it to this level, I think the more... The more frightening portion of it is that there are more people out there that are exactly like this. That people are going, oh, he was just mad about video games. I mean, right here on this article, they're like, you know, Japan, it's, it's, this is unusual enough that they can cite specific sources and there's only a few to choose from. Sure. Um, So, and additionally, police arrested a 63-year-old dispatch worker. Dispatch worker? That implies that he works for like an ambulance or something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, he sent a threatening message referencing Kyoto Animation through a messaging and social media app 
The suspect sent a message, a message to his former superior, who was a nursing home employee. So yeah, he's probably sending ambulances and shit. Uh, he said, "I'm off to get revenge. Maybe it'll be the Hokkaido version of uh, Kyoto and or uh, uh, yeah, Kyoto Animation." Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, that is completely red flag. Uh, it's it's red flag. That's a level beyond. That would be like people that get mad when they're waiting in line at Burger King because their burger's taking too long or whatever the fuck. Like, you you cannot exist in society because everything's like this, dude. Like, every day of my life, I get cut off in traffic. I lose at something. I don't win the lottery. That's fucking stings every day. Like, you know what I mean? There's so many what? things. <laughs> I don't do the lottery. Uh, yeah, that's smart. But don't, don't, um, don't do that. technically, I'm not winning, right? Sure. So it's there's so many things. Like, you take so many little hits and losses every single day just to be a normal functioning human being. That's like, dude, if yeah. any one of those can cause you to snap, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine a scenario where right. I would legitimately send death threats to anyone. Right. right. Other than myself on Facebook. I just message myself. I'm like, you dumb fucking bitch. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> this is the last fucking straw. And then I accidentally activate the fucking suicide watch on myself. <laughs> so it's like, I, like, I really don't, I, I mean, I just, it's, it's something that I cannot imagine. I can't picture any situation where any of this shit is acceptable you know and uh we've got another one uh twitch headquarters uh em employees told to work from home at the twitch offices as police investigate credible threats multiple threats were sent to twitch office in san francisco the company has asked employees to work from home um twitch confirmed that the police were on site checking things out uh, we work directly in law enforcement as they investigate safety and security of our employees is our top priority uh, according to sources, it was a shooting threat specifically, and employees received an email from the company telling them to work from home. How do you get that email? Unless you're already in the office. Um, Anyways. I, mean, I, I can get my email outside of the office. Well, ours is weird because we have... You well, know, yeah, you have government. Regulated shit that related, we can really yeah. put on personal basis. But, um, and I mean, the police even went on to say, like, we, you know, there was a credible threat or whatever. The threat is real. Police are still following up on it. We don't have a perpetrator, so like, um, I don't. So then the top comment here, some dipshit saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm totally sure this is a real threat, 100%, not somebody trying to cause a scare." Are you going to take that fucking risk of having, if you, as a business, have received a credible threat? And what means credible? I don't. I would take every threat credibly, right? There's no reason to assume somebody's not going to come shoot your office. So it's like, dude, this shit is not a fucking little silly joke. Like, swatting kills people every day. You know what I mean? Like, we've had several stories of YouTubers that people showed up to their house to kill them. We have Instagram stars getting fucking killed and dismembered on videos. Like, you have to take all of this shit 100% for real. If somebody at work said to me, you know, somebody that I normally talk to or don't normally talk to, whatever, if they were like, I just want to fucking come in here with an assault rifle and kill everyone that fucks with me. That shit, that dude's getting arrested on my watch. You know what I mean? And I'm not like Mr. Call the Cops when the fucking black family is barbecuing illegally or whatever. But like, that shit, I cannot take that fucking risk. I don't even have anything to live for. And I can't take the risk. You know what I mean? So, it's just so weird to me that like, 
the uh, in the Game Informer article talking about the Ooblets developers getting death threats, rape threats, you know, anti-Semitic shit, racist shit. People in the comments are like, well, they were being really rude to their fans. It's like, you deserve to go to jail for that. That's a gulag. Sorry, bitch. You know, that, that is unacceptable to say. Like, oh, well, you know, what do you think is going to happen when you say that you're going to go to Epic Store exclusives? This might have been in the comments of the... Uh, um, yeah, right there, the number one. First one. Oh, I wonder why they got such a bad response. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter, dude. If I go on TV, which politicians do every day, and say some fucking dumbass stupid shit, and you make a death threat to them, your ass is getting checked in on in the FBI, not them. Right? It's just the world we live in, dude. If, if there was zero mass shootings and nobody ever shot a building or whatever, you know, like if that had never happened in history, I can understand being like, oh, well, it's just some idiot saying some dumb shit online. But that happens every day, dude. There's a mass shooting every 23 hours in the U.S. There's no room to fuck around with that shit. And everybody that is acting like it's some kind of cute little fucking joke, I consider them culpable as well. Because the only reason to defend this kind of behavior is if you do it. You know? It, it, uh, we're in a bad state. We're really not doing well. We're in full collapse of society here. But thank God the Dow Jones is up 10 points. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now that we're talking about all this video game violence and shit, let's watch some dudes shoot some shit. Yeah. yeah Finally. That's what we're here for. Um. So. Uh. Borderlands, especially you know their YouTube, you can go find um, character trailers for each of the uh, main four characters. Um. And it just kind of gives you a little bit of a look at each of the character, you know, each of the characters on, uh, like, I'm not too sure if it's like background specific stuff, but it does kind of show off what each of them are capable of, mm -hmm. which is cool. Um, so it reminds me a lot of the. Uh, it's not quite as much as like the Overwatch trailers that were like fucking Pixar movies individually, right? But right. like, it's certainly not all gameplay footage, right? It's some background stuff. It's some unique. You know, cutscenes that you're probably not never going to see in the game. This is strictly right. for the trailer, but it is kind of showing some flavor and some a little bit of capability of what some of these characters do, right? Right. So these guys finished up their game at least a month ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just went gold a couple days ago or yesterday or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, well, I think it was at the beginning of this week, if not a little sooner. Okay. So right. now they're just like, well, what else can we do? I mean, we right. can have some fun with, you know, let's finish up this little piece of, like, marketing stuff and make it as cool as we can. And, like, I would definitely expect a pretty big day one patch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Assuming that they've been working on it throughout this time. Um, but it is cool. Like, I haven't seen all of these trailers. I was actually waiting to kind of watch this, uh, you know, watch them here, if we ended up watching them here at all. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, like... The first character that we're watching right now, uh, Amara, she's kind of like a siren rock star. Yeah, she's like she's like cool. famous, I guess. Yeah, yeah, she's really funny. Like she's famous for you know making good shit happen, you know wherever she's at, you know like stopping mm -hmm. bank robbers or you know this or that or whatever. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. She, but she's still, like, that siren that, what, people, pretty much everyone fears that, typically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're, like, oh, they're almost, like, they're superhuman, but right. to, like, such a weird level. Like, it's sort of technology-based, but only certain individuals are sirens, so I'm not sure how that's determined. Um, but, yeah, she, I mean, extremely cool and, like, it's almost like if you run into, like, a... Superman, and it's like, okay, this guy's really dope, but like, if I fucking jaywalk, he's breaking my legs. Yeah, <laughs> it'll laser my brain out. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. And then the next one up uh, is Zane. He's the uh, he kind of like has like uh, like he's kind of like an he's an assassin, but he has a I think he has like holograms, right? That he can send out to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's several paths that he can go down. I mean, they just showed him put up a barrier. Um, mm. But uh, he is definitely, the, like, almost like the Mordecai personality of the game. Yeah. Always drinking, you know, running around, being ridiculous and doing cool stuff. Usually with Mordecai, it was with this bird. With this ca- In this case, it's with his hologram. Mm-hmm. Um, he sort of is almost like... It seems like he's a big advancement on, like, the handsome Jack character in the pre-sequel. Yes, yes. With the, like, the whole, like, decoy hologram type thing. Uh, but uh, he's he's also seems to be maybe, like, he's going to be the jokester in the group, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of a... We'll, we'll see how he turns out, but usually that character is pretty good in Borderlands because their humor is pretty good. Yeah. and I mean, that's definitely what Borderlands is. Known sort of known for, for yeah. Yeah. Um, next up is Flack. He's... I'm not sure what the fuck Flack is. Appears to be a robot. He <laughs> has robotic parts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. He, um... I mean, they just showed him go invisible. They went for a hit, went invisible. Mm-hmm. He has some sort of rifle. Uh, and he just shot someone in the back of the head. I think he's at Ellie's scrapyard right now. And it shows mm-hmm. him with three different, um, creatures with him. Uh, he has two skags and then a spider ant. Mm. Um, that's cool. So what I'm really curious. Oh, and those are what are those flying creatures called? Uh, Skag. No, Skags no. are the little dogs. That's the dogs. The uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're uh, uh, he has a lot of things coming. R A K racks. Yeah. Um, I like the spider ants drill arm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah extremely exactly. dope. Yeah, the monkey thing. Yeah, what bully mong is know. what that was in two. Yeah, but I don't think that's two. a standard bully mong. Oh, there's definitely like something little, going on. A little demon. All of his guys seem to be like customized with some special shit going on. So yeah, yeah, I, I think, think he's so. just a whole ass robot. Yeah, I thought he was a. Uh, personally, I thought he was a like someone who could uh, like take control of enemies, or you know, like like wildlife enemies out of mm-hmm. the battlefield. But yeah, like that doesn't seem master. to be the case. Yeah, it seems like he has specific ones. That's cool, though. Which is also really cool. Yeah, he, he'd probably be a great one to play the game solo as, right? Because mm-hmm. you got the pets to kind of do stuff. You're sort of like a high-power, like, sniper-ish type character. Yeah. Yeah, that one yeah. is straight up my alley, for sure. Yeah, he's extremely cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one uh, is Moe's. Shadow Moses. Uh, she, she's weird. Like when I think of her, I think she's going to be like a cross between, uh, Roland and Brick. Mm-hmm. 
with a little bit of Mechromancer in there. Um, yep. So I, I was just assuming she's going to have that like pack a punch kind of like Brick does. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's obviously when she gets in that robot, she's obviously the tank. Right. Even though yeah, yeah, yeah. Amara is the bigger character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like she'll be kind of like a switch hitter, like a two mode type, where like okay, here's me on the ground where I'm just a DPS, but I might be sort of glass cannony, you know, possibly easier to kill or whatever. You have to be a little bit more careful. And then when you yeah. get in that mech, you're just an absolute fuckhouse. Yeah, just a monster. Right. Um, Which I'm super into. Yeah, her I I have probably the least amount of knowledge on. Right. She's she very like, tank girl though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is definitely good. Yeah. That's always cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, they, they've they shown a lot of her doing stuff, but it's just so hard to tell. Like, I guess, it, like, the Siren, it's obvious what you're going to be doing as the Siren, right? It's obvious right. what you're going to be doing as Black. Um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Zane. Uh, Zane is kind of like, okay, I think I get what I'm going to be doing, but it's something that you're going to have to play to really understand. Yeah. And then Moe's is like, dude, there's so much possibility for this character. I don't know what it's going to be like to play as the mech. Is it a standard third person thing? Do you go first person? Is it like Titanfall? Well, um, it shows it hanging out around her. Right. So it almost is like a pet. Yeah. But is it? does that actually really happen? Or is this is just, this a, just kind of the... a cool side story thing? Yeah. Right, right. So, so yeah. So, yeah, it seems cool either way. Definitely. Again, it could um, be fun to play as her solo if the mech is just, just always hanging out. So, yeah, like, the the point of us doing this was, like, I think we've all kind of have a character that we're interested in. Mm. Um, I know Pacey was interested in Amara. I was interested in Flack. Um, one of my one of my other friends that I was talking to yesterday, he he was interested in Moe's or Amara. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, I like what I like what Moe's and Flack are both doing because I'm I'm really into that more like um, controller type archetype where you're like you have pets or you're controlling enemies' movement and things like that or you know you have a good distraction. I like what Zane's doing. I, I like all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I think they've done a really good job on the characters in this one. Pretty much, yeah. I like I like all of them. I like the style of Amara. I like mm-hmm. what Moe's can do. Flack is on paper the character that I would yeah. be yeah, yeah. like wrote in for uh, you know followed up by Zane so there's like not a character that I would feel bad about playing and with three different um, paths to go for each character uh, yeah. even if you have two that are the same you know they could still be wildly different so mm-hmm. that's good and that could definitely be good too to be like you know be in two or three simultaneous games that are all going Yeah, and it's like okay over here okay this is my flak game um, you know, this is where I'm building as like a, a massive damage sniper with a couple pets to control the battlefield and keep enemies off me. Yeah. And then this is my Moe's game where I'm just a heavy damage dealer, uh, elemental focus. I'm, I'm dealing fire and poison damage every time I fire a bullet. Like, definitely seems like you have some really cool possibility, really cool builds. Um, I think we're going to be hearing about it for a long time because still today, Borderlands 1 and 2 and the pre-sequel to a much lesser extent, but, you know, still on there. Um, the games are really popular. I hear people talk about them relatively often, considering, you know, all the new stuff they could be playing as. Right. Um, so, 
you know, I, I think this is going to be one that sticks around and we hear a lot about probably going to be about a year's worth of DLC coming out for this like they do with the others. Yeah, um, and as well, they just released uh, Borderlands 2 DLC to Bridge 2 to 3. Yeah. Um, I, for for us, I think here, uh, this game, uh, I believe it is coming out. Let me double check. September 30th or October yeah, uh, 13th. September? Um, September 13th. Damn, that's less than a month. Or so, just over a month, I guess. Just over a month. Yeah, I think this will probably be unless there's some sort of crazy uh story revolving around it i mean this could be one of the last times that we talk about this before we talk about it for like in at least one entire show because i know this will probably be the one thing that both of us are playing uh pretty heavy yeah um and you know i i don't know uh you know i don't know about pretty much anyone else that we have on the show like drake i don't know if you're as excited for Borderlands. But, you know, if you are, of course, if, you know, if you are looking to join in with a few people and play, uh, you're more than welcome to join up with us. Yeah. I think Drake might have died. He may have dozed off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I wouldn't have expected this show to end in any other way. Right. Cool. Um, so that's pretty much all we had. Go check out the Borderlands character trailers uh, and let us know what you are going to be playing as in Borderlands 3 um, over on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can find us at Mammoth Games Inc. Let us know, like I said, what you're playing as. We posted a few of the trailers here. Um, so uh, we're interested. Uh, as well, follow us uh, over on Facebook. That is facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc check out all that top news and stuff that we're always talking about on here there first um and prepare next week uh you know the plan is um to either start our new show or um you know shorten this show here so we can make room for the new show um so I, ultimately, I don't think we're going to be streaming any less. Uh, if not, we'll definitely probably be streaming even a bit more. Or, um, you know, streaming a show here on Twitch.tv, usually on Sundays, um, releasing the shows on Monday. We'll talk about when we're releasing the sideshow. Maybe we can set that up for Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll have a little bit of coverage, or we can do, like, even Thursday, so you have something um, halfway through the week. Rather than something at the beginning of the week, you have something closer to halfway. Um, yeah, like Monday podcast, uh, Thursday, the side shows bi-weekly, and then uh, the live recording of both every Sunday. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Um, if you get the chance and you're listening to this podcast... Uh, go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know what we can do better. Um, we uh, definitely appreciate that. That helps us out. And be sure to follow. Uh, but until next time, for Drake, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filtergord. Have a good one.